Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Pod channel. Hello, I'm Stacey June. Hey, I am Christy Mercer, and this is a place where you can catch all different ca- uh, kinds of shows right across the week. It's not just this bad boy. We do like an interview chat. We do a catch up. We do one where we talk about your lives. We um, what's the other one? Oh, the four one one. That's right. That's up uh, in a couple days. Yes. Uh, but that's why it's a pod channel. All different shows dropping each and every day. Today is a very very cool chat. Um, there is a book that came across. Our, our vision. Um, we get sent a few books, a lot of press releases and bits and pieces, and it's a lot of stuff to kind of go through and try and uh, figure out, I guess, the juice. And often there can be so random. Like mm. sometimes it's like, a, you know, a media release on a finance company wanting to talk about shoes. And yeah. they're like, this is a perfect fit for the Thinker Girls. It's like, thank you. Is it? No. 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 Um, but this particular book was called Can You Die of a Broken Heart by Dr. Nikki Stamp. And I sent it to our producer, Jordan, and you, and I said, we need to talk to her. Mm. Sorry, I thought you were going to say something. <laughs> <laughs> I thought you were going to be like, yes, and then I didn't know what to do. I didn't know what it was about. Like, uh, I it's called a conversation. I averted my eyes for one second <laughs> down to look at my phone. And then all of a sudden, the spotlight's on me. Nah, for reals though. It's like, it's <laughs> like the spotlight's on you and you're like, la, la, la. Like just We've spoken about this fight, fight. What is it? Fight or flight. Or there's, there's a third, freeze. And that's what I do. Just panic, bro. But seriously, no, it is. This is such an interesting chat because I feel like that um, term and that, that thinking is kind of bandied around a lot, especially when um, I don't know if it's like a lot of elderly people. You know, as as people, family members, and things, grandparents just kind of start to age and 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 die, and you hear stories of of one partner going, and then very shortly after, the other will die. And then there was a story that um was it Liza Min was it Liza Minnelli Carrie Fisher oh sorry daughter. when Carrie Fisher's yeah, daughter Reynolds, yeah. died really really shortly after her mum did, and there was a lot of conversation in the media, and it was very much around the time that this book came out around whether your physical can be so affected by the emotional of your physical heart actually breaking that you then die. The interesting thing is that Dr. Nikki Stamp is a heart surgeon. So not only has she looked into this from, I suppose, an analytical perspective and stood back and went, okay, could this be a fact? But she has stood over open hearts. She sees what happens. She sees people's symptoms. She sees what's going on around them in their emotional lives. And she talks to us about that. I actually have somebody really close to 
to me that I want to ask her about, which is what really evoked uh, this kind of passion to have a chat with her that was uh, that has serious heart complications mm. after he lost his wife. So it's a fascinating chat about the physical element of our heart and mm. how much that plays into the feelings we feel emotionally. I just, like you said, I found it so intriguing that she could kind of comment and give insight into both because often we hear conversations or read articles where it's very analytical from a cardio um, thoracic surgeon like she mm, is mm. or you hear from a, a kind of spiritual perspective of somebody that doesn't have that analytical side so for her to be able to kind of have insight and have seen and researched into both it was just very interesting I think also when you meet people that are so heavily trained and educated in western medicine it's so lovely that there's a lot and it's happening more and more that a lot of people are really open-minded into different ways and different approaches Mm. and staying open-minded and Nikki was so so generous with all of her different thought processes and um and yeah, she takes us into the operating room. She explains what she sees with patients. She explains her, I guess, diagnosis of the emotion. And, and I think you're going to find it as fascinating as we did. Yeah, drnickystamp.com is where you can find her. The book is called Can You Dive a Broken Heart? We'll chuck the links in show notes, but hope you enjoy. Dr. Nikki Stamp, welcome to the Thinker Girls pod channel. Thanks for having me. It's really, really, really great to talk to you. Oh, we're really glad that you're here. Well, yeah, it was your book that came across uh, our inbox, our email inbox, mm-hmm. um, which completely fascinated me. Not f- Obviously, the book in itself um, is just this real, it's called Can You Die of a Broken Heart? It, it's such a great title. But There was a story that I had a thought on a few years ago when I had a family member go in for a triple bypass and Mm. a thought in my head that happened that linked me straight to your book and and thought, I have to get her on the show. Mm. We have to talk Mm -hmm. to her because she's going to give me the answer to this thought that I had. No pressure, Nikki. This thought that's been around for ages and here I am about to answer, I feel feel this enormous sense of responsibility now. I don't feel like this would be like a unique thing for you though. Like surely this is such a topic that people for so Well, let me say the topic first yeah. just so everybody's yeah, yeah, yeah. in on yeah, it. Yeah, that's so, probably a good idea. So basically I had this uh, family member who lost his wife uh, probably four, three or four years before this particular um, heart attack and he went into hospital with a heart attack. He didn't eat very well, was a big smoker, you know, all of the symptoms of, of this but had – had lived that life his whole life, Mm. you know, and just the timing and the place that he felt mentally felt like he was just so sad in grief from the loss of his wife that when I found out about the heart attack and then then obviously once they went in, they realised it was pretty severe. It was a big one. Um, That I said to my girlfriend, I know this is probably not what I'm supposed to say, but I feel like he has a broken heart. I feel like he has a broken heart from losing his wife. Yeah. And she was like, do you think that that can actually create a heart attack to this degree? And I was like, I don't know. I'm no doctor, but there's just something in me that just screams this man's heart is broken. Is that possible? Is this what you're saying? Yes, partly. Yeah, partly possible for sure. Um, So I started to see this. When you start, you know, looking out for something, you know, you see it 
a bit more often. So I um, I started seeing patients who would say similar things. Oh, you know, oh, my mother died several months ago or divorced, all these kinds of things. Um, and there is actually a, a link uh, between some sort of terrible life event. Uh, and this, it's kind of twofold. So the first thing is that you get this, you know, intense sadness um, and, you, you know, you don't really feel like doing anything. And that does actually put a lot of stress on your heart. So there's some really interesting research um, about people who have pre-existing illness and then they have some sort of stressful event and that can be losing somebody or it can be um, watching the World Cup soccer as well. It's a very stressful event for some people. Uh, and oh, really? yeah, yeah, and that, real. you're not joking. No, I'm wow. seriously that's not so joking. Well, that's my dad. <laughs> I remember looking at my dad in the Collingwood Grand Final against Brisbane Lions and we lost to them the year before and we were back there again sitting in the rain. Mm. And I remember looking at him and seeing an elderly man next to me, not yeah. so elderly. Mm. Yeah. In that moment, mm. I was like, this is going to break this bloke. Right. Like, what the fuck? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, true. And and that's that that can happen. Um so, you know, for most of us who who aren't you know, unwell or don't have a sort of, you know, un- underlying medical problem, uh, it, it does, it, it, it's okay. We'll just feel rubbish and we'll eat bad foods and, you know, watch Bridget Jones on repeat or whatever it is that you want to watch. Um, but, yeah, if you do have if you do have a pre-existing illness, some terrible life event can absolutely uh, precipitate uh, an illness. Um, and I think that that, com- that obviously comes from this, this link that our minds have with our bodies that, you know, we release a whole bunch of hormones and um, that creates quite a big stress on our hearts uh, particularly. But it also comes from the fact that we don't look after ourselves. And it's interesting that you talk about your family member, you know, lost his wife. You know, wives are really important in keeping men well. So, you know, when when you're being nagged, mm. it's for your own good. <laughs> so That's what I, wanted, I, wanted, I wanted to ask you, Nikki, about um, the, di- the difference between men and women because it is quite interesting when you look at cardiovascular disease and heart attacks and heart problems and how different that is, you know, amongst like statistically between men and women. Mm. Like is there some kind of like because obviously you've tapped into into something that I feel like for a lot of people feels quite new, this link between the emotional and physical, which obviously you're um, – And a lot of people have been practising this idea of metaphysics or, absolutely. You know, for a long time. Yeah, but still for a lot of people that sounds – whoa, that's out there and that's mm. quite crazy new. Mm, mm. And I think there are a lot of people that are starting to get onto that, you know, like the, the book's gut and the brain that changes itself and you right. know that people are starting to kind of go oh yeah maybe this is a thing yeah is what why is there um i don't know such high rates of heart disease and heart problems amongst men has that got anything to do with the fact that men maybe hold more emotion don't process it as well as women Maybe, but predominantly it's down to estrogen. Um, but the, I think the one of the really important things that women need to realise is that uh, men men do have more heart attacks, but not by much. But women die from them. So women are more likely to die of a heart attack than breast cancer. You're three times as likely in Australia to die of heart disease than you are of breast cancer. And women don't know that. We all all think that it is a man's problem, that men have more heart attacks, therefore it's a bigger male problem, and it's really not. It's quite the opposite, in fact. Women's hearts are 
neglected maybe is the right word um, by ourselves because we were too busy to be sick. I mean, you know, even if you get a flu, you're like, I just I really don't have time for this. I've got this, that and the other to do. So when it comes to even more serious illnesses, we do tend to put it off. The symptoms are different in women. Uh, women are more likely to have things like tiredness, which is like, great, I'm always tired. What does that actually mean? <laughs> but, you know, th- there's a lot of other symptoms that are really hard to pick up uh, in women. Uh, and then the treatments that we have for heart disease just aren't as good for women. So it, it is kind of a myth that, that men are more likely to be affected, die from, you know, need to be more concerned with heart disease when actually it's probably the other way around. So women are much more likely. I feel like a lot of the men in my life present with symptoms which might not end up being a heart attack but they think is a heart attack because a lot of them have anxiety and don't want to admit that they're having a panic attack. Yeah, that's true. so many uncles and different things that they really present with that let's go straight to a heart attack because they don't really, the mental health thing, Mm. particularly with a certain type of generation, are just not even even interested in the conversation. Um, But on on that note about women and neglecting our heart I think straight away Mm -hmm. there could be this idea that well I don't have heartburn I don't have heart pain Mm -hmm. I don't you know I'm not older um how am I how could I possibly be contributing to heart failure in the future for myself if none of those symptoms are showing up now what are the kinds of things that you would think have nothing to do with your heart that we're actually quite mistaken about and that and that we should watch in our day-to-day life as young women yeah I think when 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 you're young you tend to sort of think that this isn't going to happen to me it's not really um you know it's not not relevant it's you know ages away and by the time I get there something will be will be done about it right but that's not really it's not really a great way of thinking I think everyone thinks with heart it comes with a old age you obviously had to build up somewhere that's not true that's also becoming not true anymore we've got a lot of um we've got a lot of ideas don't we about about illness and about getting sick and about looking after ourselves but that's changing so we're seeing a lot more young women with heart disease so people in their 40s um and you know that's not that's not that far away let's be honest you know um well (laughs) depending on where you are in your life but it's really not that far away and what you do in your early life how you take care of yourself it really does matter for the rest of your life and you can't undo the you know things you do in your your teens or your 20s or your 30s that damage uh really does kind of stick around with us so what would it be things like nikki would it be like diet exercise str- I, I would imagine stress would play a big part in that i and think probably an understated one yeah i it's, think it's yeah, such stress a, is interesting um, isn't it because well, we've all got it. It's like, such a theme, yeah, yeah, that we've spoken about a lot, in yeah. particular over the last couple of weeks here. Yeah. You know, we spoke about that with, you know, Talitha Cummins. We've spoken right. about it um, on a past podcast about, um, you know, stress and work stresses and constantly needing to be on with Julie Stefania, this whole, you know, comparison of people on Instagram and I need to be working <laughs> all of these hours every day. So so would that, would that obviously – play a big part in 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 women kind of keeping a, a handle on what we're doing now you know to look after ourselves later in life yeah I think stress stress is an interesting thing I think that you're right we are exposed to all this different uh, and more constant type of stress I mean very every generation has different kind of stresses you know we're not in the great war for example or the great depression but we have this you know comparison with social media you know constantly being connected to your work because your work is in your phone in your pocket um 
you know, that kind of stress absolutely uh, matters. And I think that one of the things that I really like to think about stress, whether it be something that happens with work, for example, over a long period of time or something that happens acutely if you have a breakup or you lose somebody, um, that it does have physical effects on you. Uh, It does sort of create uh, hormonal changes in your body that really directly hurt your body. But a lot of the way we manage stress these days is not about being uh, good to ourselves. Uh, We, you know, don't exercise, we eat badly, we drink drugs, um, you know, we isolate ourselves socially. All of those things actually make the effect that stress has on our body much, much greater. Uh, So, you know, we've got to start looking at um, really honing those healthy behaviours, not just for the time, not just for the good times, but so that we can, you know, manage those bad times a lot better, which helps our physical and mental health. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your Cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Want to get a chiseled look in the jawline? Sculpt and shape your jawline with added volume from Juvederm Volux XC. Juvederm Volux XC is an injectable gel specifically designed to be robust enough to improve moderate to severe loss of jawline definition. And it is the first and only hyaluronic acid filler approved for the jawline. Add volume to your jawline for a chiseled look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M dot com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. interesting because I'm reading The Untethered Soul for the third time. <laughs> I was like, haven't you um, read this twice already? <laughs> and the, the latest, I have yeah. it in my toilet actually, mm. so I, I read maybe a couple pages every day because I do, I, I look at it as a bit of a Bible. Yeah. Um, it's by Mark Lessinger, we'll put it in the show notes. But he speaks about, at the moment again, I'm reading again how he speaks about an open and closed heart mm-hmm. and, and how that really does affect the way you look at life and, and your approach to I suppose challenging times Mm. you know that that I think so many of us go to close our heart to kind of go within and I found it really interesting how you just said then 
you know, it wasn't just about, you know, um, diet and those kinds of things. It's actually about being social. Mm, I think right. sometimes mm. a lot of us in challenge um, resist kind of leaving the house or we get really more and more everybody's getting quite socially anxious and I think our phones and social media are really not helping with that Mm -hmm. but how you know how important is that and how closely linked would that be to something like this author Michael writes about being an open heart like staying open like what what kind of link do you understand that that has and how does that also then apply with depression and and those types of challenging times that people face yeah look that's a really good question because being connected socially is really important again on these sort of dual level it's important because it makes you want to take care of yourself or you've got people who are looking out for you so um, marriage is uh, an important uh, example of that where marriage is actually very good for your health particularly if you're a bloke Um, but you know having that having a friendship group or family group also really important it actually releases really good hormones in your body that are really good for your heart but like I say it also helps you take care of yourself if you've got someone who you care about and who cares for you you know you're going to have uh you're going to have I guess a motivation aren't you to 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 take really good care of yourself you want to be around you want to be at your best for them um but depression's really is actually really interesting um because you know, we, we hear about the risks to your health, you know, things like smoking, diet, exercise, etc. And just recently, uh, the American College of Cardiology, which is like a huge scientific body for heart disease and heart health, um, have just started listing depression as a really significant risk factor for heart disease. And mm, that makes re- sense. It mm. does, right. Um, and, mm. you know, it is a little bit chicken and egg. Like, do you have a heart attack because yeah. you have depression? Which one do you have for, yeah. Or do you get depression because you have a heart attack? And there's probably both going on. But, you know, the, the depression is you know, it's really bad for your health, um, you know, because it just zaps you of your energy and your will to, to do these things that, that make you make you healthy, like you don't exercise. It's really, really hard to get out there and be social um, or eat well perhaps. Um, you might take up, you know, drugs or drinking, smoking or to try and, you know, just hide away from that horrendous, you know, burden that you're having to bear. Um, but it also it also has physical effects on your body. Um, you know, it makes your blood stick uh, reduces your immune system um, capability to to deal with disease so all of these different things and I think that's that's what I kept coming back to is that you know we there's obviously this psychological social aspect to to you know difficult times um, that is bad for your health because you don't take care of yourself but there is genuinely a link between our emotions and our health and you know looking after both of them is really important to how you feel overall it's so interesting I don't think I've ever I don't think I've ever felt that as much in my own personal life anyway as when I went through a breakup last year after eight and eight year eight and a half years with with a dude I when we broke up and I it's interesting because I was listening to this podcast and it was talking about heartbreak and experiencing heartbreak for the first time and you hear songs and movies and books and you know I suppose so much of the of of art and culture is so much based around you know hard difficult times heartbreak and as someone that was 28 years old I'd I'd never actually experienced what that feels like and I remember that that night that we broke up howling and just physically clutching I, I would 
my heart was in pain. Mm, yeah. And I'd never, I'd never, it surprised me that I was like, I'd, I'd never experienced that. You hear people talk about it, friends going through break, but it never have I. Is it, but on that, Merce, is it, Nikki, is it your mind that your heart's hurting because we've been marketed that your heart is associated with love or does the mm. actual organ hurt? So look, the, the, it's it's very interesting to to think about it like that because, you know, you you do feel that that sort of ache, don't you? Like that that really mm. deep pain mm. in your chest or you know in the middle of your guts, and it, it's awful. There is this real sort of social uh, construct around, um, I suppose, your heart. You know, we call it heartbreak or you know mm. broken heart. Mm. Um, you know, mm. a kick in the guts. You know, you can think of so many different sayings uh, that are, that exist because we have this this physical pain that goes along with it. And you know, I, I don't know. I, I do wonder though if it is something that you know we are conditioned to to think and feel that way. Mm. Um, but it, it, you know, it's really. Um, it is. It doesn't make that pain go away. But there, you know, regardless think, of that, there is definitely a link between your heart uh, and and physical uh, and sorry, physical and emotional um, difficulties. I think loss, it's something. Yeah. yeah, I think it's something that us as as humans, like since the beginning of time, have been so obsessed with this kind of magic and mystery around your heart and like this feeling of I don't know this feeling of love and that you know when you meet somebody or you fall in love or you fall out of love or you experience grief or loss Mm -hmm. you know it's something that words kind of can't describe and I wonder if through all of the work that you've done which is you know we find so fascinating that link between the emotional and the physical do you think Nikki there'll ever be a time like as as research and science develops like obviously as you said back in the day and you know centuries ago there was this real kind of understanding whether it be through um I don't know if they're yogis or, you know, as, as science was more limited, that this emotion and, and love kind of all, um, I don't know, em, uh, came from, from that heart space. Do you think we'll ever get to a point in technology and as things kind of develop that that will be not not disproved? Because as you were talking, I was like, is this a dumb question to ask or to think about? I'm like, well, if it's not coming from your heart... Like where is it coming from? It's so random that What's we've attached like it? love, emotion, heartbreak. Like where all of that kind of emanates. Well, I think that's a big question. Well, right? well, where it kind of all emotions, emanates from. I wonder if we'll get to a point. Emotions come from your brain. Like we can we can show that, and and all of this kind of link between your mind and your body, we can show that scientifically. Um, you know, there is a lot of research that goes into these kinds of. Um, I suppose, you know, what seem to be kind of esoteric things like the stress, you know, how stress affects your body. Like people have actually studied this and they can detect uh, changes in your brain that that accompany a stressful event or, you know, a, a loss of somebody or chronic, you know, chronic stress. And they can detect those changes in your brain through really sophisticated scans. But we can also see it in your body. You know, so they can go around and, and look at various parts of your body and look at your nervous system, your heart, your hormones, um, what your immune system is doing, and we can actually genuinely see this this link. So it's not kind of it's sort of moved out of the esoteric uh, realm, and there is actually science behind this. Um, so it, it's not 
it's not quite as as fooey as, as people might have might have once thought it was. And it, well, in answer to your question, then Merce, yes, you can prove it now. I was going to say, I wonder yeah. if there are some things that can't then be proven, like oh, as you said, the, the esoteric stuff. Yeah. I find it just so the heart itself and emotion, like that, it's such a for a, 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 a relatively small organ. Yes, I know it pumps blood around our body and keeps us alive, but there's this real kind of magic and mystery around what it is, what it can do, what it can control, all of those things. I wonder if there is a cap to what science and what scans and what I don't know if the heart is mysterious I think it's what is it more I don't yeah I don't know your soul is it yeah yeah, I don't know if it's the actual emotions because as Nikki was saying you can prove those but is it more purpose or is it more yeah, how you, those you know like there's a genetics to a point but then there's yeah, things that that's kind of intrigues me I don't know you rock up and I feel like they can only prove to some mm-hmm. degree mm-hmm. you know mm-hmm. it's more about like what drives you or those types of things as opposed to emotions I feel like are reactions of past things that we then take into our everyday life and then react accordingly what are the things that you think we'll never be able to prove, Nikki? Oh, that's a really good question. I I feel like that um, science is amazing and we know more and more and more all the time. Like, you know, even in the past sort of few years, the, the things that we've learnt or things that we've been able to do even, which is really cool, is it, it's always increasing. It's, it's really amazing. And I think there'll be a cap somewhere, but I don't know where that actually is. Um, and, mm-hmm. uh, you know, and that's one of the things I, I really it's love so subjective about. subjective too, isn't it? <laughs> could, could, it can be, yeah. But that's one of the things I, look, I love yeah. about what I do, you know. Like, you know, the heart to me, you know, heart is kind of mysterious but not really I mean which is probably good because it's my job to know about it but you know like you know (laughs) we know amazing stuff about the heart we know so much about it and yet in the last year um I've learned things that you know are new that we didn't know before um and you know like for example the exact structure of the heart the angle at which blood vessels re-enter the heart actually matters it helps the heart work better and we're talking about something that happens over all of humankind like we've all got that same little you know blueprint to build a heart in that exact way that helps it pump better you know that's just like that blows my mind like that's amazing Mm. science we are just Mm. this is what I, i love i love the human body i think we are so fascinating uh, and even as clever I as we it, are we still have lots I find to it just as fascinating when it doesn't work like you were True. saying with yep. women back mm, to that point where it's mm. like my nana was in the kitchen one day heart attack on the ground gone you know like yeah. it was just and then at the same time I look back at our history god they she had nine kids so all of them have a very different fucking story of how mm. she goes down so you kind of have to as a grandchild put things together yourself because yeah. it doesn't feel like there's any fact yeah. um but at the same time looking with all of the different stories and putting it you kind of it's tragic but it you look at it but you go and you go well, she didn't have a great supportive husband. She raised nine kids. She mm. gave herself to charity half the time. When did she ever? I don't know a time where anyone has ever told me a story that she gave to herself. Yeah. Her heart must have been buggered. Mm. Like, and it makes, it just seems to make sense in the most 
in the most in the saddest way mm. yeah and look you know this is the thing that upsets me is that you know women you know there's a lot of biology going on as well but you're right women women seem to you know they do bear the brunt of a lot of family stuff don't they um mm. you know mm. having you know, childbirths really and this fixes your body. too fixes totally fixes aren't they um but you know it is it, women suffer more from things like divorce for example you know more likely to have a heart attack uh, after a divorce if you're a woman um and then if you're a man and you get divorced and you remarry your risk returns to baseline um which seems really wow. really unfair what the hell that seems really that's fucked that's I'm, not right like when i was like reading some of this stuff i was like i got angry all over again at all the dudes who had uh, upset me. I think the greatest thing though, (laughs) yeah, but I think the greatest thing now, you doing the work you do and and – and the work that we all do of being inquisitive about ourselves yes. is that, that we have education now to try and shift a few things. You know, we know. Mm. Like I look at my nana and I think, God, the biggest legacy I can ever give mm. is learning that mm-hmm. you should give to yourself. Not to like, do the same thing. you know, there's yeah. just so many things that we can kind of look back and, and learn with. But I think the problem is, is that it is a bit of work and I think often women will get angry like you said Nikki and then stay there mm. like yeah. it's like oh, you gotta you gotta, you gotta let it go yeah you <laughs> gotta say it's not fair but yeah. you know when you I feel like and I've always been like this you know when you're presented with something in life that's not fair or isn't right you know you you have a choice don't you you can wallow in that or you can say well screw that I'm gonna do something about it and that's 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 just that's how I am I, I can't stand sitting around and accepting the status quo and being cross about it. You know, I need to, to make mm. a change. And, you know, this is a lot of the reason why I do things like write books or whatever because I I feel that I want to make people more aware. I, I mean, you know, to be a bit cliched, I want the world to be a bit of a better place um, than the way I've found it. We can see that in action in your work. Like you're, you're one of the very few heart and lung surgeons in Australia and just doing um, a little bit of research on you and, and seeing that, you know, for the last few years, that hashtag I look like a surgeon campaign because the fact that, you know, only 10% of surgeons, you know, in Australia, the US and the UK are women. Right. Can you explain that to our yeah. listeners? What went, what went down behind that and, and how you were motivated yeah. to get him to kind of get that off the ground? So I Look Like a Surgeon happened um, a few years ago when a young woman uh, who was an engineer was featured in an advertising campaign for her company and she was young and attractive and female and a whole bunch of people sort of said, oh, my gosh, she's clearly, you know, they've got a model or an actor to do that. Um, you know, she doesn't look like an engineer. And she clapped back on social media and started using the hashtag I look like an engineer. And it kind of resonated with female surgeons because a lot of people say you don't look like the surgeon. They expect you or ask you or call you something else, you know, secretary, nurse, um, sales rep, (laughs) you know, um, food service lady. God Um, forbid. Yeah, yeah, right. So um, that kind of – it just kind of took off. And uh, within uh, within even a few days it had been used so many times. It got picked up by the lay media – and it, it wasn't just that sort of awareness campaign, which has been fantastic, but it also linked together a lot of like-minded people. Um, and in the space of, say, a few weeks, I met more women surgeons online um, than I had ever met mm. in my career. And, you know, it started off this 
this network of, of you know, friendship, obviously, but also uh, collaboration of mentoring, um, academic work. You know, it's just it's just blew up. It became really, really big, uh, and um, you know, I'm so grateful to be a part of it. You know, there's just so many women who are. Uh, you know, out there doing amazing things and it's wonderful to be able to showcase them. It's so cool that it goes back to your point you were saying before, whether you're a surgeon, whether you're an engineer, whether you're on radio, whether you're a teacher, whatever, that that real sense of community and seeing like-minded and collaborating with like-minded people, how important that is for your emotional health but then also your physical health too. So it's cool to see that the work you're doing right now is actually going back to the research, you know, that you were just talking about earlier. Yeah, absolutely. I think, you know, that that sense of community and belonging has been, you know, incredibly helpful for me. I, I think, you know, as well for my, my friends and colleagues, particularly during times when it's a little bit difficult. You know, I've now got at my fingertips um, a huge group of, of mainly women but also men who are, leaders in their fields but they're also they like-minded they understand what you're talking about or what you're going through they they Mm. really get um your situation and they help you through it and I think that's so important and I'm so lucky to be able to have that we think the work you're doing is brilliant um and you also host your own podcast you can actually get a copy of your book all via your website drnikkistamp.com the book of course is called can you die of a broken heart if you want to dive into a few of these topics um a little bit more probably scientifically um in some in some capacity but it is really, really easy to read. Like it's incredibly well written and and I think is quite clear that you're behind it because it is a real mm-hmm. open energy mm-hmm. and a real, I don't know, enthusiasm to want to invite everybody into this conversation, which is why I think the work is so admirable. Thank you, guys. Thanks thanks for talking about it. Love a, love a good chat about uh, life and love and obviously science. Mm-hmm. So it's been really awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, thanks no for your worries. time, babes. Thank you, Nikki. Um, if you like the show and you want to share it with a friend, you think that somebody would appreciate getting this education or just even somebody that has thought about this with their anxiety or their depression or potentially a family member, do share it with yeah. them. We'd love for you to let people know and we'd also love you to let Nikki know if you enjoyed the chat. Um, you can find her on Instagram, Dr. Nikki Stamp, or on Facebook at Dr. Nikki Stamp. Thanks so much. Thanks, guys. Have a great one. love this podcast but you want to chat about it more make sure you go to the thinker girls on facebook uh, that's obviously us and insta because that's where we're going to be continuing this convo with you posse yes we want to know what you think posse so every week we'll be breaking down our podcast content across social media so you have an opportunity to share your opinions plus we're on insta stories every damn day so you get to come along with us for this crazy tg ride yeah merce head to facebook instagram snapchat or even twitter to find us Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. 
Shopify.com slash work.